a new year it's a brand new start as 2022 offers us a range of hockey opportunity unlike any before african cup of nations in the world cup at the world cup commonwealth games it's all on our plate and of course you want the inside track you want the inside story you want to know what's happening behind the scenes under the tables behind the doors and of course in the change rooms and that is exactly what hockey the podcast is here to do we kickstart the year with episode 106 and joining us today and he's going to share a little bit about his tokyo experience the highs of being as awesome as he is and scoring one of the greatest goals probably we've ever seen and one of the top 10 of 2021 it will be diane kasim and this will be hockey the podcast will be with you right now. As always, welcome back to Hockey the Podcast, the podcast that you love, the podcast that you know, the podcast that you'll like to share with your friends, please, because uh, that's how we grow. Uh, of course, you are listening to Tyron Jabubon. I'm not joined by Derek as he's off doing Dakar work right now with Team Toyota Gazoo, NASA Al and of course, uh, uh, Janelle de Villiers. Uh, they're strong competitors, and NASA is currently leading it as we record, so lots of work to be done there for Derek. But you don't want to hear about Dakar because you're listening to Hockey, the podcast, and uh, you want to hear all about hockey. And what better place to go than a man who's currently canvassing for votes. Uh, not my favorite thing to do in the world is canvass for votes, but uh, a man who uh, doesn't need much introduction, but I'll give him introduction anyway because... He is uh, a man who has represented South Africa both at indoor and outdoor. In the outdoor game, he has now played 43 tests, scoring 17 goals. He's played 12 test matches for the indoor team, scoring 19 goals, 36 international goals in 55 games, and a whole lot of assists on the way as well. It is Diane Kasim, and before I ask him to speak, let's just listen to that moment where he rocked the world and scored one of the chosen 10 best goals of 2021. Denier as well. And a one nothing scoreline. Here's the speedy Kasim. Dayan Kasim. Never dangerous. Dayan Kasim scores! Oh my goodness! Dayan Kasim with his second goal of Tokyo 2020. South Africa answer back immediately. 1-1 hockey game. 
1-1 hockey game. Great Canadian commentary. Uh, Diane, welcome to Hockey the Podcast. It's about time. I know you and I have chatted on very different mediums over the years, but it's good to have you on Hockey the Podcast. Yo, how's it, Jaru? Uh, firstly, thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate it a lot. And how are you doing? Yeah, no complaints from my side. The new year is underway, and yeah, I think we're going to have to take some big deep breaths to try and fit everything in this year. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned in yeah the beginning of the podcast, we have the Indoor World Cup, Africa Cup, Commonwealth Games, and yeah, so much hockey to be coming. Um, yeah, coming ahead this year. But Diane, before before we look forward at what's to come this year for for you, let's look backwards. And and the most obvious place to start is the fact that right now you were listed as one of the top ten best goals. In uh, in the year 2021, is that goal against Belgium the best goal you've ever scored in your life? Um, yeah, 100%. I thought, yeah, firstly, being at the Olympics is always a dream come true. And then, yeah, after that, scoring a goal at the Olympics, I think that's, yeah, one of my yeah, biggest achievements I've ever achieved. And also scoring against the top, yeah, the best team in the world. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely one of my best goals I ever scored. And uh, I mean, obviously, you—if you remember—and for those who haven't seen, you can go either to uh, SA Hockey's Instagram page or to Diane's Instagram page, uh, and you can actually see a video of the goal that they both got completely legally. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, Diane, you picked up the ball basically just outside our, our twenty-five, and you went from there. I mean, can you still recall the goal? without watching the video, do you remember the way you felt? Do you remember that emotion? You know, what was coursing through your veins? Or is it more of a, a case of looking back and thinking, wow, did that really happen? Um, yeah, I, I think that's one of my trademark uh, runs that I always do, uh, even on the indoor outdoor court. I think uh, I firstly just saw that Tyson played the ball and I thought to myself that I have to at least get the touch here and after getting the touch, I yeah, pushed the ball past um, one of the world's top defenders, Arthur Van Duren, and I saw myself one-on-one with yeah, one of their second defenders. And afterwards, I just decided to V-drag the ball. And yeah, I think as other strikers would hit the ball, but I think I'm quite different. That, Like I said, it's one of my trademarks to always flick the ball past the goalkeeper. So yeah, I think it's... It still hasn't sunk in that I scored that at the Olympics, but I think, yeah, hopefully that after, yeah, many times looking at the video, it's, hopefully it will sunk in at some time well, and, or some and, point. And of course, it wasn't just one goal at the Olympics, it was three. You got one against Netherlands, two against Belgium. Um, obviously, uh, the Belgium, the individual goal, it's a moment of brilliance, but you're also not only a goal scorer, you like to create a lot of assists. Um, what, 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 fills your heart with more pride creating a beautiful assist for for billy or for mustafa for tevin or, or pulling out those moments of individual brilliance yourself yeah so i've got asked this question before but i think yeah for me personally i really enjoy assisting i think it's i try to differ myself from other strikers because uh, i know every striker loves to score goals but i'm yeah, like you say, in football, a false nine. I love to create 
and yeah, make things easy for the person in front of me. And then, yeah, once I get a good opportunity, I'll take my chance to score. So I think definitely assisting is something I enjoy a lot. Well, and, and you did that, obviously, in a very, very incredible game where South Africa went and beat Germany 4-3. Uh, Germany is obviously a place close to your heart. But if we talk about that game, selected as one of the 10 best games of 2021, um, yeah, I mean, it must have been really special to have been part of that. Yeah, I think 100%. I think that was one of our goals going into the Olympics, uh, is trying to beat one of the top eight teams in the world. And I think with our game plan and everything that we set ourselves before the game and after that, uh, beating, yeah, like I said, the top eight team in the world was definitely an amazing achievement because at the end, uh, we had to seek a result against, yeah, as you know, our pool was basically the pool of death with all the top teams and yeah, beating one of those top teams was definitely something that yeah we always want to achieve or our goals that we achieve, um, try to set for the Olympics and yeah we achieved it and I think it was a good game overall. It was. We we loved waking up early for games like that. It obviously made our day great. Uh, look, fortunately, not all of your games I had to wake up at two in the morning, but. Um, yeah, another thing that also happened last year. So, I mean, Tokyo is an outstanding high. It's a, an amazing opportunity. You are an Olympian. You are an Olympic goal scorer. But another thing that happened last year was also the Indoor African Cup, where uh, you were the player of the series as you helped lead South Africa to the title. Of course, picking up about, I think it was eight or nine goals in the, in the tournament. Um, and, and a very convincing 4-1 victory against Namibia in that final. Uh I, I mean, I was first introduced to you as an indoor player playing for Barracudas uh, before you had made a national national cap, just before you had got your first call-up. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's always been clear to me that you have a massive passion for indoor. How does, how does that tournament, the African Cup, stack up in uh, your achievements of 2021? Yeah, so I think, firstly, with yeah, AFCON, I think, us as a team, we did really well. Uh, I remember that we just got, yeah, selected the, a random team to actually go to the AFCON. And then, yeah, I think that was two weeks before the team got selected. Then after we, yeah, we had to play a tournament down in Durban. And also we weren't too sure about AFCON because, yeah, of course there was COVID happening and everything, but eventually AFCON actually happened. And yeah, I think we did so well as, yeah, the indoor side, uh, we beat them before one in the series or yeah, at in the final. And I think we took a massive step in terms of our, yeah, as a country, yeah, with indoor. Um, I think especially playing against, yeah, Namibia is who's very like highly rated as an indoor country or indoor side. And I think after beating them, I think it's, Definitely something that we yeah, really want to achieve. And also, if you guys don't know that, we had to win AFCON to qualify for the World Cup, which is happening this year, Feb. So I think we could definitely take a positive out of the AFCON that we played. Yeah, it was a thrilling, thrilling series. I was fortunate enough to be there and uh, watch um, right from the side of the field. Obviously, no spectators were allowed, but we were commentating on the live feed, myself and Derek. And uh, yeah, it was clear there was... this. Uh, rejuvenated spirit within the South African Blitzstocks, uh, you know, this togetherness, this brotherhood that uh, potentially had been missing in the previous uh, incarnations and stuff. 
Uh, Jethro Eustace as the captain at that stage, Ryan Hack as the coach, seemed to be quite instrumental in their leadership. But the togetherness of yourself, Mustafa, Ryan, Julius, uh, uh, Dan Sibbelt was very clear from the side. I mean, how, how good friends are you guys off the field? Or was it just a connection that happened magically on the field? Yeah, I think it's just the, you know, the culture that you know, Jet or Ryan have brought in is that, firstly, we believe in each other. Uh, we trust the process and yeah, trust the players around you. And I think, yeah, of course, myself, Dan, my brother, Jet, uh, played along together in the outdoor setup. But I think it's just just the trust that made us click so well. And just, yeah, I think as hockey players, if you just... Yeah, think about what the next person's going to do. And I think, yeah, also in our training sessions that we had and playing against the five against the different fives, you could already see the connection from, yeah, the first training session. So I think it's just the trust, like I said, that actually made, made us click really well. And yeah, hats off to Ryan Hack, who, yeah, was with us during that time. And of course he left now, but I think he just brought, brought something different into us as players. So. Yeah, heads up to him, and yeah, I think he did a different, very good job with us. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, uh, along with his family, has emigrated to Australia. And Justin Rosenberg is the man that will take the team to the Indoor Hockey World Cup. Off to Belgium in Liège. Massive opportunity for South Africa to go and do something special and finish potentially in the top eight, potentially even higher than that. It's It really is, with the withdrawal of Australia and uh, New Zealand due to COVID, there really is some big opportunity here. Diana, obviously looking at that, I mean, as a young man who played PSR, who would have seen the All-Stars, who would have even played alongside the likes of World Cup winner Tiggs, I know you did play alongside him one year. Um, and how long have you dreamt about going to an Indoor Hockey World Cup? Yeah, so funny enough, I only, yeah, firstly, I only played in at the age of 16 uh, with the Barracudas. And yeah, I remember that Ryan Julius, uh, when he went to the World Cup in 2018, that's when I actually really knew about that there was an indoor World Cup. Um, my focus was always on outdoor. But yeah, after seeing what our team, yeah, our South African team did at, yeah, in 2018, I think, uh, was it? Uh, involved in uh, Germany, yeah. uh, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, I think that after that, seeing what how the World Cup really was on YouTube as well, and speaking to Ryan about it, I think yeah, now seeing that I actually made the team to go to the World Cup is something that I only really thought of in 2018. But yeah, I'm really privileged and honored to be a part of the team, and really excited to see what. Belgium has installed for us. Have you been to Belgium before? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, so it's a great opportunity. Um, if if uh, the tournament goes ahead as we're all hoping and the full travel restrictions are lifted and uh, uh, we don't have to go into um, into any sort of quarantine, then I will be joining the team and there will be a hockey, uh, the podcast daily from Belgium and you'll be able to hear from Diane, Mustafa and co about what life inside the bubble is like. So we're looking forward to that. So hoping we hear some good news in the next couple of days. But yeah, Diane, I mean, obviously one of the things, uh, I bring it up, COVID, uh, it's, it's impacted a lot of your sports over the past year. 
two years. I mean, you went to the Tokyo Olympics, scored one of the greatest goals ever in front of an empty crowd. Um, you know, you, you didn't know if you were going to be able to get back to South Africa for camp, selection camp and the series against Namibia because of Omicron. Um, initially, you didn't know if you were going to be able to get over to Germany because of uh, flight restrictions. How have you managed to stay mentally sane during this time? Because it can be incredibly frustrating, all this uncertainty that is out of your control. Yeah, I think it's important as a yeah as an athlete or as an individual, like generally in life, to just always stay positive. Um, I think that's one of our one of my goals, or yeah, us as the Kasim family, or yeah, would I say my brother, is just to always stay positive and take one day at a time. And I think that's what we did um, moving yeah during the COVID times. Yeah, even though there's still COVID now, we're still training hard every day. Uh, we're still doing our yeah, daily gym routines or yeah, wake up in the morning early just to do yeah, some type of running, whatever. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to stay positive. That's the most important thing. And yeah, whatever is ahead of us, you just yeah, have to take it one day at a time. And for me, I enjoy writing goals down for myself and yeah, just work towards yeah, what I wrote down. And if that doesn't one tournament doesn't come off, hopefully next year a tournament will come off. But I think you always have to be ahead of time. Uh, that's just my idea of, yeah, or thinking about uh, behind it is firstly stay positive and just think ahead all the time. Yeah, and, and Ms. you obviously, uh, you and I chatted on one of those Bloodstock Live uh, chats when Ryan first took over. And it was at the height of lockdown. We were all pretty much uh, staying inside our houses. We weren't sure if we could even go to the shop before the army would take us down. Um, but, I mean, I remember you talking about how you and your brother would use the opportunity to play little skill games against each other and try and take each other on. Obviously, you're both national players. You both play for the same uh, club side, Gladbach in, uh, Gladbach in, in Germany. I mean, how important is the relationship between you and Mustafa in terms of furthering your hockey? Yeah, I think we have a really good relationship. Um, I think, firstly, off the field, we're very close. We're always doing things together. Uh, if it's little running sessions together or gym together, and yeah, we're always trying to help each other. And then I think that really helped us onto the field because, uh, yeah, as you all guys haven't seen that, yeah, we really connect really well onto the field. And I think it's just we have such a good relationship. Um, we're always trying to build each other to do well, and there's never, never like negativity between the two. And for me, that's really cool. Um, and even though he's the younger brother to me, he's always trying to help me, and I'm always trying to help him out. So I think the relationship between the two of us is really good. And I mean, Diane, obviously, uh, we have a lot of young people that listen to this, and their sibling rivalry. Is there a little bit of rivalry between the two of you? Because obviously at certain times, one of you is hogging the headlights other uh, more than the other. Or is there really this camaraderie that uh, tries to push each other for more accolades along the way? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, us as a Kasim family, we always try to be happy for each other. And yeah, something that my father told us is yeah, never be jealous of each other because at the end of the day, it's always either you're helping him or, he, or he's helping you. And whoever achieves something at the end of the day, we all achieve it together. Even though if he get 
yeah, like he got the rising star of the year. And I think, yeah, he did so well. And he always said, like, it's not just him himself, but it's us as a family or the players around him that helped him. So I think there's never a grudge, but there's only a grudge when we're playing, yeah, like one-on-one against each other because, yeah, both of us, we hate losing. So we try to go hard at one another. And, and I mean, Diane, obviously you, you made your debut as a young man still in school. Your brother made his debut. Uh, you've been to Germany first and played for Gladbach. He's now coming along. Obviously, you've been able to use some of that experience to uh, make the uh, the transition and the journey a little bit easier for Mustafa. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think he, uh, after school or during school, it was our always dream to play overseas. And I think after seeing what he have done this year, uh, or last year, sorry, um, I think he's really enjoyed the yeah, experience overseas. Um, and also, funnily enough, as soon as we got told that there was an indoor camp to uh, back in Cape Town or South Africa, I came directly home and he stayed an extra yeah couple of weeks over just to play some indoor over there. So yeah, I was like, why is he yeah? Because mm-hmm. he said to me before that he's a bit nervous, but then after thinking that he stayed a couple of days or weeks, that he's actually not nervous. He really enjoyed Germany, and I think that he's a very like strong person and has a very strong personality so yeah he handled it really well being overseas i and look it's awesome I mean, my my own brother is, uh, was my best man at my wedding we lived together for many years we we both are the same uh, studied the same degrees um he's probably a bit better than me at that but um yeah it definitely helps i think the camaraderie is there obviously there's a bit of sibling rivalry but it's healthy sibling rivalry um, obviously, over there at Gladbach, you guys are having pretty good season so far, doing quite well. Um, a good friend of mine is the coach of Flotback, and they were like really, really impressed. You've also got Tevin Koch there. You've also got Marek Maddox there. Uh, I mean, how much do the South Africans rely on each other, and how much uh, Afrikaans are you teaching the Germans? Yeah, so <laughs> I think it's really cool, firstly, that yeah, the, we have four South Africans at Gladbach. Uh, Firstly, yeah, I really want to say thank you to Gladbach for really offering these South African guys to come over with me. Um, as you mentioned, my, uh, my brother, Maurik Maddox and Tevin Scott. Uh, and I think it's really cool to have them over. I think we have a really close connection with each other. And I think, yeah, on, coming onto the field, it also becomes much, much easier sometimes, especially because, yeah, we are attacking players and Germans focus a lot on their defense. So, we actually being a different time, different type of game to yeah the Gladbach team in terms of attack, and yeah we do actually speak a lot of Afrikaans, uh, especially when we upset with one another and we have a go at each other. But yeah, we try teach them a little bit. Um, I know they struggle a little bit because they all about uh, you know strong stronger Afrikaans to us in a way. Um, but yeah, I think it's. Really cool to have them over. I think they hopefully they learnt a lot over there. And yeah, speaking to them as we were leaving, uh, going back home, and yeah, they said they had a good experience. So credits to them. I think they did really well. And yeah, as you mentioned, we second on the log uh, in the Bundesliga two. Um, and yeah, I think it's cool to see Gladbach, uh, a team that no one really knows of, uh, that we're doing so well. So yeah. 
And and Mustafa, uh, uh, Dan, w- would you be looking to uh, stay next year and and get into Bundesliga one, hopefully, and then uh, try that challenge? Yeah. So my plan is to go back. I still have yeah six more months left, part of my contract uh, with Club Park. So yeah, my plan is to, or our plan at the club is to really do well and hopefully go to Bundesliga because. Yeah, I don't want to leave the club in a in a bad yeah bad spirit or whatever. But I think my goal is, or our goal is, to go up to Bundesliga and hopefully play there. If you go to Bundesliga, obviously you'll be one of the teams you'll be taking on is Hatsia, Harvester Huda, uh, and over there is Nick Spooner and uh, Billy Intuli. And I bring them up because those are two players that you and Mustafa clearly connect with very very well on the field have you had any opportunity to connect with him off the field over there and how exciting is it to the prospect of playing against your national team mates um yeah we actually couldn't yeah really see each other because uh, of course we in club park which is close to Dusseldorf and they in Hamburg which is like six hours away so it was really tough to actually connect to them um, but I know that our club played a couple of friendly matches against those guys. And yeah, I'll, of course, we wouldn't date you to COVID, but the guys are saying that it's, yeah, it's tough to play against the likes of Nicholas Puna and, yeah, Tuli Bili because they're very skillful and very hardworking. But, um, yeah, for me, in terms of playing against them in like a practice match or, say, example, in a, yeah, trainings or whatever, I think it's really cool. Uh, we really test ourselves a lot, uh, especially because we connect really well, and it's always it's amazing to see how we play against each other. It's always that hardness and German style that comes out, and lots of banter between the two. So, yeah, yeah, it absolutely is, and uh, I mean, obviously, the German league is an absolutely outstanding league, but the league that. Uh, we all would love to have a crack at it at some point in our careers um, is the Dutch League, the Hoofdeklasse. Uh, I know post-Olympics there were some calls and stuff. Is that a league that you'd love to test yourself in someday? 100%. I think I wrote those goals in, in my book that if, of course, if we don't go uh, first Bundesliga with the club up, that I'll actually go try and play in the Hoofter Classic because I think, yeah, I've definitely hit my peak or I think I'm the right age now to try out the Hoofter Classic. I think it's always been a goal of mine to play Hoofter Classic. So hopefully that's on the second side of Gladbach. But if you don't qualify then to, for Bundesliga one, then of course I'll try go play Hoofter Classic. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, the one thing that is great, as you said already in Germany, is the indoor side of stuff. Have you had an opportunity to play a bit of indoor there with uh, uh, Um No, I actually haven't been able to play. Of course, I've trained a little bit with them and uh, I had a couple of training matches with them. Uh, we played against our U16, which is our under-16 side. Um, I think it's completely different to South African indoor, um, but I think I've learned a lot for that, yeah, four weeks that we actually trained indoor because, of course, during the outdoor season, we have like two two weeks or three weeks off where you can just chill and do anything. And 
I decided to play a bit of indoor with the guys and see how, how it is in Germany. So, yeah, I played a little bit of indoor or would I say like practice matches with the guys. Oh, brilliant stuff. All right. If we look back at your, your career, obviously you also had the opportunity to go to the Commonwealth Games as well as the World Cup. Of course, the World Cup was a little bit of a downer for you because in a warm-up game you received a concussion and uh, you weren't able... That was, well, that, I am correct. That was the World Cup or was that the Hockey Series final? Uh, the final final series. So the Hockey yes. Series final. You went there, warm-up game, concussion. Uh, so first question, obviously, is uh, no lasting impact, no long-term injury worry about the concussion, correct? Um, yeah, I do have a bit of yeah, a bit of strain still. Um, I don't know if the guys know that. Uh, this is my second concussion that I had. Uh, so yeah, hopefully I pray that I don't get a third one because yeah, I have a bit. Yeah, I'm still a bit like still do get headaches and stuff, and so hopefully that will subside at some point, but. Yeah, we hope and pray that I don't get another one because, yeah, the doctor said or said that if I get another one, it will definitely impact me in some way. So hopefully not. Okay, well, we, we will all, uh, whatever God you believe in, everybody, please pray to for <laughs> Diane. Um, and we'll obviously keep you in our thoughts for that, Diane. But obviously that, that disappointment is one of the bigger disappointments. You went all the way to India, played a warm-up game, and then you missed out on what was a rather thrilling uh, tournament where we managed to sneak our way in uh, through almost the back door with an incredible 2-1 victory over USA. That team since then, though, has grown remarkably. How much of that is down to Gareth Ewing and, and the way he uh, orchestrates things for the national team? Yeah, I think yeah, you hit the spot on there. I think they have definitely grown from their final series. I think us as a team, we're trying to build a different culture, um, and especially with our coach Gareth Ewing coming in. I think he's very his word that he always uses is "we're here to compete," and I think that's something that we really struggle with, is to actually compete at every event or every game we play. Because at the end of the day, people do want results, and that's something that he also once for us and I think it's very like straightforward that this is how we do things and we have to do it in that way so I think he has definitely made SA Hockey or the outdoor team really grow so much in terms of his knowledge about the game and just the motivation he has on us One of the biggest things that we get though Diane is the challenge of uh, financial side of things you have to come back from Europe to represent your country, you have to sometimes pay money out of pocket. It's it's a difficult thing, and you know a lot of times people don't understand that. Have you got a nice, healthy relationship with Gladbach and and a contractual agreement with them that you're able to come back as often as possible? Uh, yeah, uh, that's part of my contract. That's any international yeah duties that I have, I they actually fly me back and. I I think that's something that I've really been, uh, or not privileged, but appreciated of all. Because uh, at the end of the day, there's so many clubs out in Europe that actually won't get your flight back. And yeah, I think I shout out to Gladbach for actually helping me out. Because of course, it will be really expensive to go from Germany back to South Africa and then all the way back to Germany after. So yeah, they have 
definitely helped me a lot financially. Yeah, it's fantastic to hear. It's a really great story. Of course, you do have some other sponsors as well. Um, who else are your sponsors and, and uh, you know, how do they help you along your journey? Yeah, so, of course, Bravo being yeah one of my yeah, massive sponsors, I think they've definitely helped me a lot. And shout out to them and yeah, Jack and Bryce and the rest of the Bravo team. I think, yeah, they've definitely helped me a lot in many ways, uh, helping me out in terms of, yeah, firstly sponsoring me and, of course, helping me out if I need any financial support because, yeah, as you mentioned, as a South African team, we really don't have any sponsors to help us out. But I hope that, yeah, moving forward that we'll get lots of sponsors on board because at the end of the day, us as players, we just really want to focus on playing and, yeah, not the financial part of it. And I hope, yeah, as I said, that there will be some company or some pupils around that could help us out financially. Yeah, absolutely. We're calling on uh, the countries, uh, the companies to back this team, getting into the top 10. Of course, we've looked back quite a bit. Uh, if we look forward, 2022, the year of incredible amounts of hockey. We know that in this year, there is the African Cup of Nations in a couple of weeks in Ghana. There is the Indoor Hockey World Cup just after that. The SA men are incredibly involved in the FIH Pro League, which is a really, really special opportunity. And we start in February with hosting games against India and I think it's the Netherlands. Um, we then have a little bit of a break before we have Commonwealth Games. Of course, uh, Aslan Shah happens sometime after that. There's also the Nations Cup, which is very possibly could be hosted in South Africa. And of course, in January next year, you have a Hockey World Cup in India once again. And throw in between that, you've got IPTs, indoor and outdoor. And, you know, at some point you've got to breathe and have a holiday. I mean, Mustafa, it, it, I, sorry, Diane, it, it makes me a little bit nervous thinking about how much hockey there is over the next year. Where do you sit on that spectrum between nervous and really excited about the year ahead? Yeah, so firstly, I'm very oh, nervous for all the tournaments coming up. and But then also in the same hand, I'm really excited because, yeah, firstly, we as a South African outdoor team, uh, we don't get the opportunity to play as much test matches as the other countries. So, yeah, getting yeah selected to play at the Pro League, I think that's something that... Yeah, us as a country, we really, or as a team, we really wanted to achieve, uh, especially uh, trying to do well at the Olympics. And I think, yeah, credits to Gareth Ewing for making us work so hard and us do so well uh, at the Olympics that we actually qualified for Pro League. So now we get to play some more test matches. And then, yeah, on the out indoor and outdoor yeah, scenario, I think it's going to be really challenging for me, because uh, especially being selected for the Belgium uh, indoor team and now also outdoor being also there. I think it's going to be really challenging, but yeah, as I said, I'll take one day at a time and yeah, see where it takes me, but I'm really excited for 2022 and what lies ahead. Yeah, and, and I mean, let's just quantify that a little bit. Uh, if you're going to the African Cup, you'd be leaving in two weeks' time. Of course, as at today, we are recording this on the 4th of January, so I'm not actually sure what day I'm releasing this, uh, but as of today, at the time of recording, 
Um, we are sitting with the fact that we don't 100% have confirmation that the end of the World Cup is going forward. We have now heard that South Africans may once again travel to Germany and Belgium without restrictions. Um, obviously, vaccination and uh, PCR tests or whatever are required. But uh, we may travel. However, we cannot apply for visas yet to go. Now, um, what is your situation? Because obviously, you had a Schengen visa for while you were in Germany. Has that Schengen expired and you had to go get a new one? Or are you in the same boat as the rest of us waiting on uh, waiting on the opportunity to go and apply? Yeah, so fortunately enough, my yeah, I got a Schengen visa and I thought it was only 90 days, but my visa actually only expires in 2023, my Schengen visa. So yeah, I'm lucky enough to get a, oh, a head start then compared to the other guys. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's we're waiting. The the FIH has said on the tenth of January, there will be a confirmation of the uh, the tournament, um, and until then, it's pretty much wait and see. Of course, uh, Dan, you are not somebody who waits and sees. You get out there and you get going and you get cracking and you get working. So uh, you know what's what's in your plan for the next couple of of weeks. Uh, you know, in terms of hockey. Yeah, so of course the, we have a camp for the outdoor side uh, coming up in three days' time uh, in Poch. Uh, but at the moment, I'm just trying to stay fit. I'm doing my morning runs. Um, of course, I'm still away on holiday uh, with my girlfriend's family uh, just to get a time away. Uh, so I'm just yeah doing my morning runs. And of course, like my brother and them are doing some training with Brinsley down in Cape Town, some indoor training. Um, but yeah, I'm just taking one day at a time and hopefully, yeah, get get back soon and yeah, off I go again uh, to Poch or yeah, get ready for the preparation for the indoor. Yeah, are you are you ready to uh, get your Voyager miles up this year? Yes, hundred percent. I am. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing is, I mean, Diane, obviously, you've got a girlfriend. It's also quite challenging with your uh, with your workload and stuff because you're all over the world. You're going to be traveling a lot, um, not just girlfriends, yeah, but just family in general. How do you make sure that you maintain all the relationships in your life when you are in such demand? Yeah, so firstly, um, yeah, firstly, on like my girlfriend, I want to say, yeah, thanks to her, shout out to her because I think she's really been through it. Tough and, yeah, through thick and thin. Uh, I think she's been there every step of my, yeah, careers thus far. Uh, I think she really focuses a lot on communication. And I think, yeah, answering a question, I think communication is the most important thing. I think without communication, that's when, you know, troubles or things go wrong. But I think it's important to always communicate, especially with my family back home or, with the loved ones or family or, you know, cousins or whatever. I think communication is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the other thing is uh, there's a lot of time to work on your hockey career. Your hockey doesn't last forever. So uh, hopefully uh, you're able to become one of the few people that make hockey a career and uh, open doors for both you and all your loved ones in the future. Yeah, 100%. I think that's my goal uh is to actually make 
uh, a career out of hockey. I think especially with going overseas and yeah, getting all the support that you can get, possibly get. I think I'm trying to make hockey my career. Like Austin Smith, uh, his, his career is yeah, actually hockey, even though he's a teacher. But I think he's really stepped this, yeah, set the stone for everyone in South Africa that, that you can actually make a career out of hockey. And, and Diane, I mean, obviously, if you look at it and you talk about it and you think about it, I mean, which players in the national team and even in your club teams have had such powerful influence on you so far in your career? Yeah, so firstly, yeah, of course, my dad uh, has definitely helped us a lot and seeing him move forward in terms of hockey and how he's always positive in things he, he does. But I think also Austin I think he's helped me a lot also guiding me in different ways. And of course, we have like Jacobs who's played overseas uh, so many times, a role model to me, also helped me a lot, Denzel Dolly. So, yeah, I think there's lots of guys that yeah, influence me in different ways. But yeah, as I mentioned, those are the guys that definitely helped me a lot. Yeah, just for those that missed it, we cut out a little bit there. That was Austin Smith and, of course, Bruce Jacobs. So uh, some great uh, Olympic captains there. Uh, is that is that something that you aspire to, Diane, the captaincy? Or uh, are you more happy just being part of the team? I think definitely just, yeah, captaincy as well. Uh, I think that's always something that I want to achieve one day. Uh, it's definitely captaining the national team, but also having those guys around or had them around with their knowledge that they share with me. It's also helped me a lot to really understand what hockey really is about and how you can move forward in life. Dan, one of the things that is also really great, I mean, I saw you involved in Bishop's capping ceremony, your old school. Uh, you've been involved with the, the, the Barracuda's capping ceremony before. I mean, that, uh, and one of the things that always strikes across from parents is, um, you know, how wonderfully humble you are. Uh, I almost want to say why is that, or, or but but why do you think it's so important that uh, humility is something that is so strong in you? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I don't want to bring this in, but my family we strive a lot on being humble, and I think that's the most important value. Or, or something to have in life is that, yeah, without the people around you, uh, you won't really achieve what you want. Of course, it also comes down to you. But I think it's always good to be humble. At the end of the day, if you're humble, you always achieve more. But yeah, once you get big-headed and think you're on top of the world, and yeah, you know, you can be all brave, and eventually, yeah, anything can happen. But I think it's always important to be humble, and just take. Yeah, take things easy and just stay calm all the time and yeah, celebrate the moments that is yeah, that's there for you, but also have in the back of your mind that the people around you have supported you in many ways. So it's always important to be humble. Well will you stay humble and I'll do the bragging for you. So uh, remember, you've got a couple of days left that you can go and vote for Diane for the goal of the year. I will put the link to vote in the episode description so you'll be able to see it there. Click on it. Go and vote. It's quick. It takes less than a minute. You know, your vote is your voice. So make sure your voice is heard. Of course, while you're there, vote for South Africa and Germany as the game of the year. There are some other cracking games there and you can see all the videos on the link. So watch it again. 
watch Diane's goal and go and practice in the garden. Um, and of course, uh, get behind the SA men's side, whether the indoor or outdoor for what promises to be a momentous 2022. Can we carry on where we left off in 2021? Can we build? Can we go from there? Diane, it is only right that we uh, end off with some quick questions. Uh, the first thing I'm going to ask you so long to think about it, what is, and you don't need to tell me yet, you can tell me at the end, what is the song you listen to before a game of hockey to get you in the zone? Uh, and, and so just plant that in the back of your mind or start thinking about it if you don't have it at the top of your mind. But let's just go through a few, a few quick things. You've obviously been on a few tours over the years. Who's the best roommate? Um, so I've only I've yeah had so many roommates, of course, like Ryan, my brother, Tevin, whatever. But for me, someone that I really enjoy to yeah has have as a roommate is definitely Ryan Julius. I think he's always been there on province tour, SA tours. So yeah, definitely Ryan Julius. And of course, Ryan Julius is the king of TikTok. Well, him and Mustafa are fighting it out, but he currently has it. Has he managed to get you to perform in any of his TikTok videos? Yeah, so we did a TikTok at the last Indo IPT uh, down in Derbs. Uh, I think, yeah, that was the only one he really invited <laughs> me in. But I think it's always him and my brother doing TikToks. Right, so go check out. I think it's the, at the Ryan Julius on TikTok and you can yes, see Diane's... Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, appearance who's the who's the person that should be in charge of uh the bass's music on the way to a game uh i think definitely ryan because <laughs> he has such good music all right indoor or outdoor uh i think outdoor ryan julius indoor muzi <laughs> okay uh who has the best goal celebration oh in, oh, in outdoor, I think definitely Sam Mbumbi. Uh, after watching what he did at the Olympics, uh, I think that was a really cool celebration. And then in indoor, I think definitely Gabs. Yeah, Gabs. Gabs has the moves like Jagger, or not like yeah. Jagger, sorry, Gabs. <laughs> Far better than Jagger. Um, all right, yeah. and then... Uh, which is the best color kit to play in? Green, white, red, yellow? Uh, for outdoor, definitely the green. And then for indoor, definitely the white. Oh, there we go. And then uh, lastly, um, which coach that you've had in any team in your career is the scariest at halftime? Uh, definitely Gareth Ewing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure he will even agree with that. Um, all right, and uh, Dan, where can uh, I mean, all our listeners probably know this already, but where can they find you on social media? Yeah, anywhere on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you have my number on WhatsApp, feel free to message and ask me any questions. I'm always willing to help out your account. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if you have a question for Diane and you can't find him, you can't get hold of him, send it to me and I'll pass it on to him. And I know the man, he will get back to you. Dan, did you think about that song? Um, no, I think definitely would be Don't Let Go by, I don't know what's the DJ called, but I think that's a song that uh, John T. Robinson played when I made my debut. Um, and I think it really bowled on to Africa Cup when we won down in 
Stalin Barsha, I think that's definitely a song. The Don't Let Go. Okay, I found I, it, who, I, I found uh, Don't Let Go by DJ Kent. So, uh, yes, I think it's that one. Well, let, let's Could play it quickly and see if this is it. Yes, 100% it is that one. <laughs> All right. Well, this uh, starts to build up in the background and it'll play us, uh, uh, play us out at the end of the show. Uh, one thing that we started to do, we moved away from quizzing, but uh, you and your brother are both Olympic goal scorers. Did you know there are two other sets of brothers that are Olympic goal scorers as well? Uh, um, I think, is it the Evans brothers? Could it is the right? Evans brothers. Or the, pa- the, the Peyton brothers? It is the Evans brothers and the Peyton brothers and now joined by the Kasim brothers. Uh, Diane, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know you've always give uh, lots of time to me when I need to chat to you. I appreciate it. Good luck for the next month, and who knows whether you'll be in Ghana and Belgium, or Ghana or Belgium, or or Ghana and Belgium and Germany and somewhere else. But we know wherever you are, you'll be doing South Africa proud. So uh, good luck for the next month, and uh, yeah, last thing from you: any shout out or, or any message to all your fans out there that are giving it a listen. Yeah, firstly, uh, thank you for having me, Jabu. Uh, really appreciate your podcast and all your information that you share on, uh, on uh, Instagram or whatever. So, guys, please come out or follow to Hockey Magazine or yeah, Jabu. And then, yeah, to everyone, please men's indoor and outdoor team moving forward in 2022. And I hope we get all your support and whichever. Yeah, whatever lies ahead, we will always make you guys proud. And yeah, please back us. Thank you. Yeah, you heard it, Jeff, first. Back them. And whatever you do in your support, don't let go.